Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Harland Highway. Lurtle Flurgans and Gilmobber Blobbins. Um, how are you today? Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. I'm Harlan Williams, your host with the most. And uh, we got a good show today. We're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. It's just, it's like a potpourri today. Just a little potpourri of, uh, you know, podcasting. So get your soup bowl out. And uh, let's do this. This is the Harland Highway. What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What you talking about, Willis? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? What's hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. What is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Okay, so have you ever done this thing where you're driving around and it's the most annoying thing. I don't know why people do it, but you get stuck behind a vehicle that has a sticker on the back that says, how am I driving? 1-800-blah-blah-blah, how am I driving? And most of the time, I don't know who these people are. I don't know, you know, A, why somebody wants to know how they're driving. Like, it makes me very suspicious. Did they they not have a driver's license? Are they illegal drivers? Did they sneak into the system? Did, Did the DMV go, you know what? You didn't pass your driver's test, okay? You ran over three people in wheelchairs, okay? You drove through a mall. You crushed seven babies. You killed 12 puppies and nine kittens. Um, You drove through an old folks' home. So we can't give you your license, but we don't want you to not be able to drive, so we're going to give you a bumper sticker, and this way we can at least keep tabs on you. Like, what are these stickers for? It, it, like, who who wants to know who's keeping, who's how this person's driving? And, and what's interesting, you'll see it on trucks. You'll see it on cars. So guess who wanted to know? I wanted to know. Today, I was driving around, and I decided to call the damn number. Because, to be honest, that this car, there was a car in front of me. It was like a Ford Escort or something. And there was a woman driving with her kid, and the kid was getting up out of the the, the, uh, passenger seat and jumping into the back seat, and then going back into the front seat. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second. 
And then while this was happening, the driver was a bit distracted and she was kind of weaving and slowing down and not going the speed limit and kind of drifting into the other lane. And I thought, hmm, maybe there's a practical reason that this shit-ass driver in front of me was flagged with a big bumper sticker that says, how am I driving? So guess what? I, I thought, you know what? I'm, I'm driving. I'm, I'm going uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna to call this number. Uh, so I, uh, I dialed it. It was, it was funny. It was like 1-800-800, and then I forget the other four numbers. And the first thing that struck me as interesting is, is I got like Muzak, and I was like, did your call will be taken at the first possible moment. Our people are standing by. This call may be monitored for and I'm like, what 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 am I calling a bank? What am I who am I calling here? So I wait about a minute and sure enough someone comes on and they weren't really that friendly. They're like, hello, this is so and so and so and so. I said, oh, hello. She goes, yes, sir, can you give me the license plate of the vehicle? I said, the license plate? I don't know the license plate. What? I'm driving. I'm not memorizing a license plate. It's like, okay, sir, there was a phone number on the back of the vehicle. Can you give me the phone number? No, if I didn't like memorize a license plate, I'm not going to memorize a friggin' phone number. That's like, what, seven or eight digits? Okay, sir, can you give me the car ID number? There was a car. I'm like, how many numbers were on this thing? Who's, who's driving this car? The Count from Sesame Street? What's with all the numbers? I said, no, I don't know the number. She goes, well, it ends in WC. And I said, well, I don't know. It's something, something, something. Weave and crash for the WC. She goes, okay, sir, can you tell me what kind of car it was? I'm like, I, I don't know. I didn't look. I wasn't looking at all these details. I was watching some idiot weaving around like they were high on a bottle of Jack Daniels. So uh, I, I get grilled with all these questions. Not the most, uh, you know, friendly voice on the line. And uh, and then she she asked me, "Okay, what was the what was the situation, sir?" And I said, "Well, I said, have you ever heard of Sigourney Weaver?" She didn't answer, and I said, uh, well, anyways, this, this chick was weaving all over the place like Sigourney Weaver. She goes, okay, sir, and uh, can you tell me uh, who was in the car? Was it a man or a woman? And now I'm starting to feel guilty, like I'm, I'm getting the, the person in trouble, and I just kind of wanted to really hear what the protocol was. But now I'm thinking, God, what if this poor woman and her kid get like, you know, she loses her job or something. And then she's like, sir, can you please give us your phone number and your email so we can follow up? And I said, no, forget it. She went, okay. And she just, that was it, hung up. Kind of rude, kind of short. And then I thought, wait a minute, what, what about a phone number to call for how this woman was talking on the phone? Because that seemed to be more of an affront than the erratic driver in front of me. I was more incensed by 
the rudeness of, of the person at the report the driver phone center. Suddenly she she was like really rubbing me the wrong way, and I was like, well, I, I want I want a phone number to, to complain about her now. <laughs> it's just it's like that song that was an old lady who lived on a log. She lived on a log and she swallowed a frog. The, the frog lived on the log and he swallowed a horse, and you know it's a, everything just keeps leading to the next thing. And I'm thinking, God, I'm going to keep calling numbers, complaining all the way through this chain. I end up right at the White House. Uh, this is uh, President uh, Barack uh, Obama. Uh, how may I? Uh, how may I uh, assist you? Um, okay, okay. Someone was driving erratically. Uh, let me look into it. Uh, it was just ridiculous. So. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Um, let's let's keep moving along here. What do we? I wanted to read this story for you because I was, I was looking at the. Uh, I, I read my newspaper online now. I don't know how many of you uh, do this. Um, I used to buy the newspaper all the time, and, and now you know a physical like paper newspaper. I used to you know peruse it i would i'd leaf through it i'd fold it i'd i haven't bought a a real newspaper in in i bet it's like six seven years now maybe five years um and uh so i was reading a a story on uh on the internet and uh this this headline i just i thought i gotta share this right away listen to this the headline is uh, man urinates in Walmart as he puts trout in pants. I mean, you can't even make that stuff up. That's just one of the best headlines I've ever heard in my life. Let me read this story to you. A man faces charges after he urinated in a Walmart store, which, no, isn't that bad. I have a feeling that happens all the time. Um... He urinated in a Walmart store while trying to put a package of trout in his trousers, according to the arrest warrant. So if you've ever wondered where the term trout trousers or trouser trout comes from, I guess, you know, it came from Walmart. Uh, The police said they were called to the store at 1.33 p.m. uh, to apprehend this man. And uh, a worker told an officer that the suspect, David Wiley, as in Wiley Coyote, was seen, seen urinating on the sales floor near the alcohol while trying to stuff a package of trout in his pants. And then he attempted to leave the store without paying, the warrant said. You know, I think in that instance, you might want to let him leave the store. It's like, excuse, excuse me, sir, what's in your pants? Uh, I got nothing. Uh, sir, uh, there's a tail, a fishtail sticking out of your belt line. Yeah, I, I don't know what that is. Okay, sir, it's moving, it's flapping. Yeah, you, do you have trout in your pants, sir? Uh, okay, you got me. Okay, we're going to need to put that back into the, uh, into the fish section. Yeah, okay. Can I rub it around a bit longer? 
Um, and I wonder if, you know, if this is just the weird part, but I wonder if to, to retrieve the trout, they undid his fly and pulled the trout through his fly. And technically, on his arrest warrant, it states that he was arrested for fly fishing. Okay, bad joke. I that was that one's on me. Uh, let's continue with this story. Um, the police officer who apprehended this guy said that Wiley told him he did indeed urinate on the floor, but was not concerned because somehow he knew it was a misdemeanor. Don't you love that when criminals know the law? They know how much trouble they're going to get in, so they cause crap and they do things. Because they, they've been in trouble so much that they know they're not going to go to, they'll, they'll get a stupid ticket or a summons that they're not going to pay. They're not going to show up at court anyways because, you know, they're, they're their criminal element. So they disregard any of that authority. And so that they get away with stuff in society knowing that, oh, you know what, man, I'm going to urinate on the floor here, man. I'm going to urinate on the floor because at the most, you know, even if the police come, Police just gonna, you know, give me a talking to. Police gonna, you know, ask me to get out the store. I'm not. I, police ain't even gonna ask me to clean up my own lemonade. I listen. I this is my first. This is my first rodeo. You think I haven't pissed all over Kmart? Oh hell yeah! You think I haven't done a nice uh, long puddle of piss all the way down aisle five? At Target? Hell, oh, hell yeah, I have. Man, I, are you kidding me? I took a dump last week at Big Lots, right in the toy section. A bunch of children stepped in it. That All I got was a slap in the wrist that told me not to come back in the store. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, come on, man. So this uh, perp said he'd also been consuming alcohol. He repeatedly stated to the officer that he was not concerned with being cited for either offense because they were misdemeanors. See, exactly. Ah, sometimes there's just too many freedoms in this country. Wiley's statements, as well as the detection of alcohol, led me to believe that the offenses were likely to continue, the officer wrote. Yeah, Oh, hey, yeah, you know, I've been saving up this big dump. Oh, I got, I got a giant dump. I've been holding on to this dump for 14, 15 days. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clog up the front door of a, of a raw stress for less. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to go to Kohl's, you know, Kohl's, the clothing store. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piss all up and down the shoe section. Then I'm going to go over to Home Depot and, I'm going to take a dump inside a refrigerator. Yeah, brand new refrigerator. Someone's going to get that shit home, find out they already got a meatloaf in the fridge. Um, so this guy was arrested and charged with shoplifting, vandalism, indecent exposure, and public intoxication. The warrant says the value of the items he attempted to take was $130, and the vandalism was estimated at $10. Okay, well, you know what? What, what about the, the, the mental scarring and the emotional distress to the community? How about all the people that, that were there 
and how many people had to hide their children's eyes as a full-grown man pissed all over the grocery store, all over the Walmart, and shoved fresh fish into his balls. Does, 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 that, does that not take a toll? Is that not worth anything? Hello? So, I mean, people talk about people getting arrested and, you know, I don't know. If, if, you don't, if you don't apply the rule of law, then this type of stuff just becomes more common. And, yeah, we can laugh about it and, yeah, we can sit on our couches in our nice comfy homes and go, you know what, man, they're arresting too many people. There's too many people in jail, black, white, Asian, whatever. I don't care what color the skin is. We're just filling up these jails. And are you like, don't you think this idiot should be in jail? I think he should. I mean, shoplifting's a crime. Stealing's a crime. Vandalizing's a crime. Urinating on private property in front of the public around food items is a crime. I mean, you know, here, here's, here's the deal. If, if you think our prisons are overcrowded, hey, everyone listening, stop committing crimes, you idiots. Some people act like it's a, it, it's a sin that our, our jails are too full. It's like, we got to stop putting people in jail, man. I mean, well, people got to stop committing crimes, you know why we have jails? Because we have laws. You know why we have laws? To keep some kind of order in society. You start to look the other way on these things, and uh, they just start to get worse and worse. We've all seen that. So uh, I'll leave that right there. I think I'll go get a, a filet of fish and uh, just chill out. Um. I guess we'll see it at Walmart. Man. Okay, let, let, you know what? Let's switch gears to something nice. Because this, this was nice. Um, when was the last time you went for a little walk out in nature? Have you done that lately? Have you just gone out into nature and gone for a nice walk? Uh, this was really cool. I was, I was down in Florida doing um, uh, a stand-up tour, and I was at this hotel, and the hotel backed onto a golf course, and then the golf course backed onto just kind of like the forest and the outdoors, so I, was, I could see it all from my window, and I thought, here I am in a big fancy city. I'm in Orlando. Should I go to Disneyland? Should I go downtown? Should I go to the mall? And I'm no. I'm like, No. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I'm going to go back there. I see some some woods and some rivers and some lakes and some marshes. And I'm like, I'm going to go back there. I bet there's some delicious trout I could shove in my pant. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so so uh, right off the back of this hotel I'm at, I wander down and uh, I'm instantly kind of uh, in this great wooded area. It's not like I'm in Yosemite. I'm out in the middle. You know, sometimes you think when you when you when you want to go connect with nature, you, you kind of feel like, oh well, I better go camping. I better go to better go to Yosemite. I better go to Yellowstone. I better go climb Mount Everest. 
But you'll, you'll be amazed at how much nature is around, and especially in a place like Florida. So I walk to the, uh, the you know, the, uh, I walk across a little trail that cuts across the, uh, the golf course, and suddenly I'm, uh, you know, in, in, in city limits, in, in, in the shadow of this hotel, Suddenly, I'm seeing like uh, right away. I, I cross a little bridge uh, of a creek, and I look down, and there's like a, a great big turtle, and there's a heron, and there's an ibis, and there's a snake bird, and there's some fish, and this is like right when I get off the trail from the golf course, and I'm like, how cool is this? So I start walking. I'm walking down this little trail through the marsh, and I'm like. What do I see? A giant like alligator. There's there's like a probably about a six, seven foot alligator laying there in the weeds, sunning itself. And I'm like, holy smokes, there's a how often do you see a wild alligator? And then I see some herons. And then I'm I'm walking along and I see some vultures. I see a couple of turkey vultures and I'm I start filming them and then another one flies in and there's like a turkey vulture fight right in front of me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally like, you know, I'm literally like uh, 80 yards off, off the golf course here. I just stepped into nature. And so now I'm, I'm seeing uh, all this stuff and I'm, I'm walking and there, there's lily pads in the, in the water and there's cypress trees growing and there's pine trees and there's big pine cones laying on the ground and, I look and I see I see footprints from deer and wild boar, and, and you just realize how much nature thrives. It really does thrive, and 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 what was even better about the whole thing is is you you get into nature, you walk around in nature, and it it, it instantly kind of gets into your skin. It gets into your soul. You, you're not even really thinking about it, but I think it's it's like. It's like when you see underwater creatures or you, or you see uh, even even land mammals. You know how cats have whiskers? And they, they say that the whiskers have receptors in them and, and that, you know, creatures like sharks have all these receptors on their skin and they can feel vibrations and they can sense movement and they can sense electrical impulses. Now, I'm not a scientist, but it's my belief that humans have built-in receptors, whatever they are, whether it's, 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 they're stimulated by the visual, whether they're stimulated by sound, birds chirping and, and rivers babbling, or whether it's, it's you know, it's, it, they're stimulated by sight. Um, I, just, I just feel like when, you, when a human being steps into nature, there are involuntary things that come to life in your mind and in your body and maybe even in your soul there's a, there's a portion of you that 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 gets activated that you might not necessarily feel when you're surrounded in your home in your city in your car in your office and when i say these things are activated i'm not even sure what they are but there's like kind of this feeling that comes this this connectedness that I think maybe we all kind of feel we're, we're stimulated somehow. Maybe we're not aware of it. I don't know if it releases endorphins into our blood or, 
or it, it uh, scientifically it alters our stress levels. Um, it, it soothes our senses. It, it calms us down. It, it makes us more aware. I don't know, but I feel like, and again, I'm not a scientist. I, I feel like when you step into nature, subtle changes, subtle stimuli occur in the human body that it makes you or helps you connect to nature. It's almost like invisible force fields or or uh, you ever see a sea anemone when a sea anemone is underwater and it's just a tube and then all of a sudden the actual tentacles of the anemone come out and spread out underwater. It's almost like all these invisible probes start to shoot back and forth between you and and the forest and the trees and the water and the earth and the anthills and the birds. It's almost like maybe a better uh, comparison is when you see a, a an animation of a, a dolphin, you know, beeping its sonar underwater or a bat beeping its sonar. It sends out sonar waves and the sonar waves bounce back. And sometimes I wonder if human beings and, and nature kind of bounce these invisible beams back and forth at each other and... Uh, and somehow make us uh, spiritually, mentally, physically connect somehow. Um, and I know maybe that's too deep. Maybe that's just to sounds like a crock. But on the other side, I don't know. I always feel like, uh, you know, when, when you walk through nature, there's, there's a, a sense of kind of letting go. There's a sense of of things don't matter as much. It's like, you know, you kind of, your mind seems to meander and, and wander and uh, like your stress levels go down or whatever. I mean, maybe you guys have your own personal connection when you walk through nature, but I think there's something to that, man. I seriously believe that. So anyways, to sum it up, I, you know, I walked through and I, I was there, you know, walking through the trees and the birds and the wildlife. And, you know, this this walk turned out to be probably a mile or two long. And it kind of meandered, uh, kind of got deeper into the uh, cypress uh, forest and deeper into the marsh. And uh, suddenly I'm walking right along kind of a little river system. And I see a whole bunch of other species of birds. I probably, I probably saw probably maybe 15 different species, 20 species of birds, <clears throat> water birds and land birds and, you know, it's just very stimulating. And uh, so, I don't know, I just thought I'd share that with you and, and you know, remind you that uh, it is healthy. I think it is good to to connect with nature and you don't always have to go, you know, on a three-week camping trip you know, to get to Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa, you can uh, you can find nature uh, fairly close. And, and I guess the point of my story is I think you'll be amazed, even if it's a little bit of nature, even if it's a hiking trail right in the middle of your city or a park or, uh, you know, a cluster of trees. Um, I, I think you'll feel those feelings that I just described start to come out of you when you when you get close to the natural world. So just just a little food for thought. Maybe uh 
you know, if, if your life is feeling a bit uh, complicated, a bit stressed, and maybe you need to get out and reflect, you need to get out and uh, let your mind open up and expand and wander, maybe, uh, maybe you need a little, few little moments with nature. Get out there, see a turtle, shove some trout in your pants, maybe shove a turtle down your underpants. If you can get your hands on a turkey vulture, just shove it down your underpants. Some pine cones. Maybe if you see some snails or even a small tree, just if you grab it at the bottom, you could rip it right up at the roots. Just shove it down your underpants. And then, you know, when you get back home, just pee all over the floor and let the smell of nature fill your home. No, I'm joking. That last part, clearly a joke. But enjoy nature. Look at that. I've been I've been rambling on so long about nature. I I got us to the end of the show. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> At least we got to talk about the the trout the trout trouser guy. Um well, let me wrap it up here. Uh let me tell you about some upcoming uh gigs that I have. Um let's see. What do we have here? Uh later in the month in February, February 25th, through the 28th, I will be in Scottsdale, Arizona at the House of Comedy. Great club. It's brand new. It's only been open like a year and a half. And a really hip place, really fun venue. Um, come out and see me in uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, the House of Comedy, February 25th to 28th. And then in March, I will be in Houston, Texas at the Improv uh, that will be March 10th through the 13th. Uh, you can get all your tickets online at harlandwilliams.com. Just uh, click on my stand-up tour uh, link, and uh, you can see all the dates, times. You you can get linked right to the uh, the ticket purchase uh, links and uh, grab your tickets. Also, when you're at my website, uh, you can uh, you can join uh, you can join my premium membership for my podcast, The Harland Highway, which you're listening to right now. Twenty bucks a year gets you all kinds of bonus material, and uh, my second podcast called Let's Have a Fight, which is uh, a bunch of comedy verbal arguments between actors and comedians and funny people. So you don't want to miss out on that. And uh, check out my store while you're there. We got all kinds of fun merchandise, t-shirts, books, digital downloads, uh, frozen trout. No, we don't have that. But really great stuff in the store. You order it, we'll send it out to you. Uh, you can write me. There. You can write me or call me when you get to harlowilliams.com. You'll see our phone number there. You'll also um, see a link uh, if you want to write me an email. Love to get your uh, your your uh, emails, and there you go, there you go. I want to thank you all for being here. I want to thank you all for sticking fish in your pants, and uh, that's it for today. Uh, we will catch you next time, and until then, everybody, chicken chow mein, baby. <laughs>